to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. Today's topic is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about on the planet, which is plant-based eating and hormone health. Oh, baby, I can't wait to talk about this because I feel like, especially in the hormone space, there is a lot of noise around how you have to eat a lot of meat in order to balance your hormones because of the protein levels, and that is simply just not true. And of course, this podcast episode, and this podcast in general, is never telling you that you have to do these things, that it needs to be extreme, it needs to be either vegan or paleo, like, I don't believe that, but what we are talking talking about today are the benefits of having a mostly plant-based diet or all plant-based diet and how it actually does support your hormones and your overall health in general because it is so freaking important. It's been so powerful in my life. It's been so powerful in my clients' lives. I'm I'm going to, of course, talk to you about my journey with it, and then we're going to get into some real nitty-gritty details about it, which I'm really, really excited about. So first, let me start with my journey on how I became plant-based. So back in 2000, 2014, I was working at the time as a teacher in a public school and I had a leave replacement at the time. I didn't have my full-time position yet. And I had a really weird experience with chicken in a diner. And I was never a huge meat eater. I ate chicken all the time, but I really never had much other meat other than that, except when my mom made like meatballs or something like that. So I had a really weird experience with chicken in the diner. And I was just like, you know what? I just want to give it up for a little bit because I was just so turned off by it. And I used to get migraines every single month. Every single month I would get a migraine at least once. It was debilitating. It was absolutely horrible. If you've ever experienced a migraine, you totally understand what I'm talking about. And when I started doing this, I didn't even put two and two together. Uh, My mom realized it was like probably two or three months of going vegetarian. I was vegetarian at the time. My mom was like, wow, you have you gotten a migraine? I said, no. She's like, that's so strange. And the only thing I changed was going vegetarian. Now that doesn't mean that everybody who gets migraines needs to go vegetarian in order to not have migraines. But for me specifically, either I had a sensitivity to it or it was the inflammation because animal protein is inflammatory. So it could have been that as well. But that honestly is what kept me going. It wasn't, I didn't start out doing it for the animals or anything like that. That really wasn't my motivation, to be honest with you. I just had a really weird experience with it. And then I realized that my migraines went away. So that's what kept me going. That was literally the only reason why I continued doing it because my migraines went away. And I would do anything to get my migraines to go away. And one of the teachers I was working with at the time, she was also vegetarian. So she was helping me out to figure out like what to eat now that I wasn't having chicken or meat or anything like that. So that's how I started, but I still was experiencing a lot of issues. I still was, my period was always totally irregular. I still was experiencing like random rashes. My digestion was still really horrible, like real bad bloating and constipation. 
and I still had facial hair growth and I just still didn't feel good. I was, I was gaining weight, but I, I could tell I just felt inflamed. Like I just felt inflamed in my body. So then I started reading more about nutrition and I became then vegan. And so this was 2013. I became, sorry, 2014, I became vegetarian. And then 2016, I became vegan. And this is what completely changed the freaking game for me. Changed my digestion, changed my skin, changed my energy levels. I then also lost my period though after that because I was not doing it properly. I didn't know because people hear like vegan, oh, that just means healthy. Like, no, it actually doesn't. There's a lot of things that are vegan that aren't healthy and there's a healthy way to do it and there's an unhealthy way to do it just like anything else. So just because it's plant-based doesn't mean that it's healthy. You need to know how to do it in a supportive way and know what foods to eat in each meal. So anyway, um, but I started that journey and I was like, holy cannoli. I feel so much better. It was unfreaking believable. And that is what sparked my passion for nutrition. And this is why I went back to school for holistic nutrition because of the power that I saw from simply just now going from vegetarian to vegan and taking dairy out of my life. It was unfreaking believable. So, but what we're going to talk about today is how plant-based eating actually does support your hormones, how it reduces the amount of toxicity in your body, how it lowers inflammation, how it's loaded. Plants in general are loaded with micronutrients and antioxidants and fiber, and you have so much more energy because plant foods are easier to digest than animal products, and digestion is a huge energy-intensive process. So if we're constantly eating, even if we're eating like every two hours and we're having a real heavy animal protein meal, animal protein doesn't have any fiber. So it's a lot harder for our body to digest it. So that's why sometimes you'll feel really full or tired or sluggish after a meat heavy meal. When you're eating mostly plant-based, you feel so much more energy. You have so much more energy. You feel lighter. And energetically speaking, like vibrational energy, you energetically reach a different level because you don't have, and this sounds horrible, but a dead animal's body inside of you. Energetically, that does change something inside of you, right? You have vibrant plants versus a dead animal. And like, I'm not, and again, I'm not judging anybody who does have meat. This is not what this is about. I just get a lot of questions about this. So I think it's really important to talk about because when I was vegan, I was actually scared at one point. I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to go back to eating meat to get my period because I wasn't getting my period still. And I was reading all these things and there's so many people talking about how you have to have animal protein, all these things. And thankfully I didn't go back to it, but I was, I was literally nervous that I was going to have to go back to doing that to get my period. And of course I didn't. I've, I've been vegan since then. And now my period is regular. It's on point. It's good to go. I feel amazing, but I had to know how to do it in the proper way. But I really want to talk about this because I get a lot of questions about it. And I know that maybe you are interested in even just having more of a plant-based diet. So in general, let's talk about the toxicity of it. Meat in general, animal products, the higher you go up the food chain, the more bioaccumulation of toxins you're going to experience, right? That's just how it is because of 
the animals living in the environment, you're, they're going to just naturally be exposed to more toxins. So the higher you go up on the food chain, the more bioaccumulation of toxins you're going to experience. And obviously when we have toxins in our body, our body has to process them out. That's what our liver's job is for. Our liver processes and metabolizes any toxins we come in contact with, moves it onto the gut, and then the gut eliminates it out of the body. But our liver is also responsible for processing and metabolizing our excess hormones. But if it's always so bombarded with these toxins, which are more life-threatening than excess hormones, it's never going to get to the excess hormones. So it's going to have to process out all these toxins from just going higher up on the food chain, even if it's organic, even if it's organic meat, it still has more toxicity because it's an animal. It's living in the environment. It's going to have more toxins. Your liver is not going to ever get to the excess hormones. So you're going to present with symptoms of excess estrogen, such as heavy periods, painful periods, mood swings, PM. MS, acne, all the things, okay? So you for example, a cow, right? A lactating cow, which is where dairy and milk and all that comes from, dairy products, milk products, will get the chemicals that the cow has been exposed to and then you are then packing those chemicals into your body when you consume the dairy products, okay? And there has been research has, okay, so this is from um, Dr. Neil Barnard, and he, I will link below a study um, that he was on. He was on the Kimberly, uh, no, it's not called that anymore, um, the Feel Good Podcast by Kimberly Snyder. He was on her podcast. He has a book. It's amazing. Um, he was talking about how researchers have tested breast milk, right, from women who were breastfeeding, and they found that women who were on a plant-based diet have a lot fewer of these contaminants, right? These environmental toxins in their body and a lot fewer in their breast milk. And the longer a woman has been vegan, the cleaner their breast milk is simply because the higher you go up the food chain, the more bioaccumulation of toxins you are going to experience. Now, of course, if you are somebody right now who is breastfeeding, who is consuming animal products, this is not anything to shame you or judge you or anything or feel like you're doing anything wrong. Of course not. Of course not. I'm simply just sharing information with you that I think is really powerful just so you have the information. So then you could make an informed choice if you want to just start including more plants. Again, this it doesn't mean that you have to cut everything out, but it's just knowing that you don't need animal protein to be healthy. You don't need cheese to be healthy. I actually don't believe any human should be consuming dairy products, but it's, it's just information for you to then make a, a choice after. Okay. So that is something about the bioaccumulation of it. Now, also inflammation-wise, plants are anti-inflammatory just by nature. They're low, it's loaded with fiber, it's loaded with antioxidants and micronutrients that just lower our inflammation instead of like, for example, dairy products are super inflammatory. And inflammation is a huge root cause of PCOS, of endometriosis. Endometriosis is an inflammatory disorder. A root cause of PCOS is inflammation. Inflammation also triggers autoimmune disease. You could have symptoms of fatigue or joint pain or headaches, all of these things could go back to inflammation. Even if so many of my clients, when they have worked on having more plants in their diet and doing it in a, of course, a specific way, literally immediately they're like, oh my God, I feel so much less bloated and just so much less inflamed. Like this was what was my issue. I was so inflamed 
And I didn't know that it was inflammation. I thought it was wheat, which is why nothing I was doing was helping because it wasn't wheat. It was inflammation. So I needed to reduce the amount of inflammatory foods I was consuming and having more plants. That is an anti-inflammatory diet, which no matter what diet you look at, whether it's paleo, whether it's keto, whether whatever else there is, there's always an emphasis on plants because, well, most diets, some, there's some crazy diets like a carnivore diet, which I don't, I can't even get into that right now, but it's because they're so freaking healthy. They're so anti-inflammatory. They're filled with nutrients, antioxidants, fiber, all the things. Okay. So that is the inflammation portion of it. And all the question of like, oh, is this food have too many calories or is this low fat or is this have enough protein? Like the questions we need to be asking ourselves are, is this inflammatory or anti-inflammatory? We always want to be conscious of adding more inflammation into our life and doing more things that are anti-inflammatory because that is only going to help your health. Okay. Now, what I also want to talk about, like I just touched on is the fiber. Adequate fiber in your diet from fruits, from vegetables, from beans, from grains help balance your hormones because that is grabbing onto excess estrogen and eliminating it out of the body. The only way for that to work is if you have fiber in your intestinal tract. If you do not have fiber in your intestinal tract, these excess, the excess estrogen will be reabsorbed into your system because there's no fiber to keep them in your intestinal tract and get them out of the body. Okay, if you're loving this podcast, you will be obsessed with my signature course, Mind Your Hormones 101. So let me give you a little rundown of it. Mind Your Hormones 101 is a 10-week course that is literally your roadmap to a hormone-healthy lifestyle. This is so you can learn how to heal yourself using nutrition, lifestyle, and supplementation so you no longer have to suffer or feel like you need to use medication or deprivation to get yourself there. This is literally the foundation of a hormone healthy lifestyle that you could eventually build up upon. This is the key to it all. We have to have these foundational steps down in order to actually feel good and be able to then move on with our lives in a hormone healthy way. So if you are interested in this course, text me the word mind to 516 530-5144. And depending on when you are listening to this will depend on if it's open or not, but it's a video series that you get lifetime access to. We also have group coaching calls with it. You have a Facebook group community. You could connect with all the other women in the group. I've helped so many women through this, regulate their period, get their period back, transition off birth control, have a painless period, improve their digestion, improve their skin, get rid of their migraines. Like the list goes on and on and on. I've helped them boost their fertility, prepare for pregnancy. Like it is an amazing course that I know you will love if you're loving this podcast. So if you're interested, text me the word mind to 516-430-5144. And I cannot wait to see you there. So if you are consuming mostly animal products that don't have any fiber in it, you're going to end up reabsorbing this excess estrogen because there's no fiber to keep them in your intestinal tract. And on top of excess estrogen could come from dairy products because dairy has estrogen in them. They can come from our 
products, just like our household cleaning products, our beauty products, all the chemicals that are in there cause like xenoestrogens that cause our body to have excess estrogen because these chemicals that are in there, besides the fact that they could cause cancer and reproductive disorders and fertility and all these things, they destroy our hormone receptors. And then we have estrogen that doesn't have a hormone receptor. So it just goes floating around in the body. So that could cause excess estrogen. Environmental toxins can cause excess estrogen. If you have, if you're not ovulating, if you are on hormonal birth control, that's a whole nother situation. But if you're not ovulating, you're not producing hormone progesterone and progesterone and estrogen work like yin and yang. So if you don't have enough progesterone, if you're too stressed out, if you're not sleeping enough, you're going to have excess estrogen symptoms. And this is what causes it. But if you have enough fiber in your diet, you're going to be able to eliminate that excess hormone, those excess hormones out of your body, but only if you have adequate fiber. The question of, do you get enough protein on a plant-based diet? Like that's not what we need to be asking people. We need to be asking people, are you getting enough fiber in your diet? Are you getting enough fiber to remove the excess cholesterol out of your body, to remove the toxins that we just accumulate from just being in the modern world? Even if you are having clean beauty products and household cleaning products and you're eating organic diet, you are still going to come in contact with toxins, obviously, just from being out in the world. It's just going to happen. But if you have enough fiber in your diet, it's going to get removed out of your body. But if you don't, it's going to cause so many issues. It's going to cause constipation. It's going to, it could cause acne. It could cause all these things that we're talking about. Fiber is so freaking important to help everything, to help your skin, to help your hormones, to help your energy. Like it is so important. I talk about fiber all the time on this podcast because of that. And fiber is only found in plant foods. Now, the other question that comes up a lot is calcium. Well, how am I going to get calcium if I'm not consuming milk? Because we were told that we have to consume milk in order to get calcium. Well, cows in general don't actually make calcium, okay? Calcium is an element in the earth, and the only reason that there is calcium in cow's milk is because the cows eat the grass that has grown out of the earth that actually has calcium. So the calcium gets into the roots of the grass, and it ends up in the leafy parts of the grass. So now the cow is eating the grass, And some of that calcium gets into the cow's body and it ends up in their milk. And then if you drink the milk, you absorb about 32% of the calcium in milk. And this again is from Dr. Neil Barnard. This study is from from him and I will link it below, okay? So you absorb about 32% of the calcium in cow's milk. And that cow is getting calcium from the grass, from green leafy vegetables. Now, obviously, you're not going to go outside and eat grass, right? But what nature intended for us to do, nature gives us everything that we need. It intended for us to eat green leafy vegetables, dark leafy vegetables, and get the calcium from the actual source. So any dark leafy greens like kale and collard greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, green leafy vegetables have so much calcium in them. If you're having an adequate amount of these vegetables, you're going to get an abundant amount of calcium. And most of these, such as broccoli and Brussels sprouts and kale, they're highly absorbable forms of calcium. And there also have been studies that show that actually a lot of people who have a high dairy content, like drinking milk and have more of that, those dairy products have lower amount of calcium in their bones because it does make you strip it, strip the calcium out of your bones. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole and a real deep science hole we can go into, which I'm not going to touch on right now, but it's the fact that it's simply not true that you need milk 
cow's milk in order to get calcium. It actually reduces your bone density. It is not supportive and you get calcium in dark leafy greens, which is how nature intended it. So that is another issue that we hear about that we don't actually need to worry about. Okay. So, and then the other thing that I get a lot of questions about is the protein aspect of it. Okay. Like I I definitely want to incorporate more plants. Like I'm really interested in it. I know it's going to help me, but how do I know that I'm getting enough protein? Fair question, especially because of the society that we live in. Protein comes from plants. So the reason why animals have protein is because of the plant that they're consuming. So if you were eating, uh, first of all, every single plant has some form of protein in it. Obviously some have higher forms than others. Okay. But if you were eating enough calories and you're eating enough whole foods, right? You're not just having Oreos because they're vegan. You're not just having pasta all the time because that's vegan, right? Like you're eating whole foods, lots of vegetables and grains and beans and um, legumes, which are beans. I was like, oh, fruit. I'm like, there's something else I want to say. Fruit. If you're eating enough of these whole foods and you're eating enough calories throughout the day, you are getting enough protein. So plant protein sources, in case you want to know, if you're like, oh, I don't know what any plant, plant protein sources are, um, legumes, any type of beans, whether it's chickpeas or lentils or black beans or kidney beans, any type of beans, nuts. I always recommend raw nuts because the ones that are roasted have inflammatory oils in them, which we don't want. Seeds like hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, any type of seeds, whole grains like brown rice, quinoa, oats, um, lentils, I already said, um, nutritional yeast has protein in it. Um, dark leafy greens, again, like kale, uh, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, peas, um, asparagus, these all have protein in them. Even potatoes have protein in them. Okay. And if you're not sensitive to soy, always organic. I recommend for that. I recommend organic for mostly everything, but especially for soy, because soy is a high GMO crop. It's like the number one GMO crop. So really, really important to make sure that if you are consuming soy, it is organic, but tofu and tempeh and edamame, always organic. That's a high source of protein. And again, there is the confusion of, oh, but I don't want to have too much soy because it's going to mess up with my estrogen levels. That has also since been debunked. And I believe that I talk about this in one of the very first episodes of this podcast. I'll link it below. It was an interview I did with Dr. Dylan Cutler, um, all about plant-based hormones. She's freaking amazing. She's a PCOS specialist. She's, she's awesome. Um, but she talks about the soy aspect in that episode. I believe it was so long ago, but I'm going to, I'll link it below. It's a really awesome episode. If you're interested in plant-based eating, just in general for you to check that episode out. So those are all plant-based sources. Okay. Healthy fats, avocados, nuts, seeds, like all of these things, they're so good for you. You're going to have so much more energy And it is possible, it is more than possible to have healthy hormones when you're eating a plant-based diet because it's anti-inflammatory. My clients who have had endometriosis who transitioned to mostly plant-based, of course, doing it in the proper way with my guidance, with having specific amount of healthy fats, specific amount of certain foods, and a specific, like all of the things, of course, working with me, not just going vegan and thinking that's going to cure everything. The amount that they have improved is unfreaking believable. Like I had a client who had endometriosis who used to get fevers and could not get out of bed without taking like a painkiller, not just like an Advil, like a Percocet. She was constantly in pain. It was so bad. She went vegan 
and it improved. However, she was still doing things that weren't that supportive. So she still was struggling with it. Then we started working together and I started tweaking the type of plants she was eating, the way she was eating and really improving her vegan diet. And she went from literally over a 10 scale on the pain that she was experiencing in her period to being fine, being able to walk around and go to work and go to yoga, not having a fever, not having her life stop when she got her period. Like I have multiple examples I could give you about this. So what I want you to get out of this episode is that if you were interested in incorporating more plants into your life, but maybe you were fearful that you weren't going to get enough protein, that you weren't going to be able to support your hormones. I understand why you have that fear because that's something that's just in society because of the industry, the food industry, the animal product industry, the dairy industry, how much control they have and how much money they have and how many people they pay to spew out this information, but it's simply not true. Plants are freaking powerful. They are so amazing for your health. They're so amazing for your hormones and you can get enough protein on a plant-based diet, okay? An ox is an animal that's freaking powerful. They only eat plants. Gorillas only eat plants. If you haven't already checked out the um, documentary uh, Game Changers. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's about athletes who are plant-based. It is so freaking amazing, especially if you have um, a man in your life, maybe your boyfriend or your friend or your dad, whatever, your brother, who is maybe a little bit more weary about having more plants because of the muscle aspect to it. This is the documentary to watch with them because there's football players on there. There's huge bodybuilders on there who are vegan. Um, oh my gosh, what is his name? And he's on there. Uh, oh my God, I can't think of it. I can't think of it right now, but whatever. It's an amazing documentary. Definitely check it out. But the point of this episode is, yes, your energy is going to increase when you incorporate more plants if you're doing it correctly. Yes, you could balance your hormones by having more plants. It is freaking so so powerful for your hormones. You reduce toxicity. You reduce your inflammation. You increase the amount of micronutrients you're getting. You increase the amount of antioxidants you're getting. It is so powerful. So what I would suggest for you is if you are interested in exploring this, just start shifting your plate from having, if it's mostly meat right now, mostly animal products, just shifting it to having more plants on your plate than animal products. Maybe swapping out. If you normally do a salad with some grilled chicken on it, maybe swap the grilled chicken out and put some lentils on there or some black beans or some quinoa with avocado. Like just start swapping things out slowly and see how you do, see how you feel. Okay. Now, Again, this does not mean that anybody has to go completely vegan and and that I'm shaming you if you're not. Of course, if you know me by now, you know that that's not my intention at all. I just want to provide this information because I get a lot of questions about it and I know that I was fearful of going of staying and going plant-based because I thought that it was going to negatively affect my hormones simply because I didn't know what I was doing when I first went plant-based and I didn't know how to do it properly. And I just was not getting enough calories because you do need to eat more bigger portion sizes when you do go plant-based because it just is a, it is lighter. It's less calorically dense and you just do need to do that. But anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I absolutely love talking about this topic. If this resonates with you in any way, if you felt like this helped answer some of your questions about plant-based eating and you feel more confident about it and you want to share this information, I would love if you tag me on Instagram and share this on your story so I could see that you're listening. I could see that this helped you in some way. 
even just DMing me, letting me know that you liked it, sending it to a friend. I just want to share this information about plant-based eating because it has drastically changed my life. It has drastically changed a lot of my clients' lives and it is so freaking powerful. So I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me and I will chat with you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.